Men. So like I said, we made it. 2021. We made it, Crosswalk. It's been a crazy year. Some of you um, are discovering a lot about what this new sermon series is just by default. We're starting a series today called New Normal. Hmm. New Normal. What does that look like for some of us? So I made a list trying to think about what the new normal for me and my family has looked like and see if any of these relate. Now, here's what I want you to do, though. Crosswalk, and if you're visiting with us today, please know you matter. We love you and we welcome you and we're so glad that you're watching with us today. But let us know that you're out there. We really, really, really want to hear from you. So if I name something that you can relate to, let me know. If there's something that I may not have on my list that is a new normal for you, let me know that too. We want to hear from you. But here are some things that I have found that are kind of the new normal for my life. I have found that loungewear is now the new couture. We used to call it pajamas. But now we call it loungewear. It's the new couture. How about this? We now know the delivery person from DoorDash by name. How's your children doing? How's your wife doing? How's your husband doing? We know their life. We've seen them so much. Oh, and something I'm not really proud about is we walk right past people we have known for years because we do not recognize them in their mask. I'm learning to read eyes, not lips, right? How about the long conversations you have now about the nice smell of hand sanitizer from certain places and the really nasty smell of hand sanitizer from others? I have my favorite fragrance of hand sanitizer. It's a new normal for me. Not lotion, not soap. Not hair products, but hand sanitizer. And making sure it's 99%. What about how many of us go into game show host mentality in a Zoom meeting? We get ready from the waist up with our couture on, on the bottom Makeup or hair combed, tie on. But it's not just how we look, but it's even how we act. We pause because we know if we don't pause before we say something, we could interrupt because you can't have two people talking at the same time. You notice the homes of the people that you're in the meeting with like you've never noticed things before. Wow, that's a really pretty vase in the background or... Why haven't they painted that wall? Just is our new normal. It's just how about going to the grocery store and you have one way down each aisle. 
And I found myself in a place of when I do find someone on that aisle with me, I act like they have leprosy because I'm too scared to get close to them. Never had I thought about anything like that before. It's a new normal. So where do we go from here and what will it look like? We all ask the same questions. Will the vaccine work? Will the economy get better? Will life make sense again? Will life make sense again? That says a lot because there were times even before the pandemic that we thought, does life really make sense? But it made a lot more sense than it does today. Today we will read a story we have all read possibly many times. Some of us may even know this story by heart. But there is something special about this story. This story helps us see a new normal in a way that maybe we've never thought about before. So follow me if you have your Bibles, your phones, your tablets, however you're reading Scripture. And look at Matthew 14, starting at verse 13. It's Matthew 14, starting at verse 13. And it says, when Jesus heard about John, he withdrew in a boat to a deserted place by himself. When the crowds learned this, they followed him on foot from the cities. When Jesus arrived and saw a large crowd, he had compassion for them and healed those who were sick. That evening, his disciples came and said to him, this is an isolated place and it's getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go into the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus has different plans. He says to them, there's no need to send them away. You give them something to eat. They replied, "Um, we have nothing here except five loaves of bread and two fish. He said, bring them here to me. He ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. He took the five loaves of bread and the two fish, looked up to heaven, blessed them and broke the loaves apart and gave them to his disciples. Then the disciples gave them to the crowds. Everyone ate until they were full. And they filled 12 baskets with the leftovers. About 5,000 men plus women and children had eaten. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So what always catches me about this story is in two places, but particularly the top part of this, where it says he was taking a moment to get away. He withdrew, the scripture says, to himself. What happens next says so much about the story because people began to follow him. And not just a few people, but 5,000 people. Because what we know in Jesus' ministry thus far is everywhere he went, lives were changed, people were healed. 
Things had happened in a way that they had never seen before. So if they heard where Jesus was, they were going to go. And we know they didn't go by boat. They walked there from the cities where they came from. They walked to see Jesus because it was that important to them to be changed, be healed, whatever the need was in their own lives. So if you think Jesus was going to get away with being by himself, that wasn't going to happen. And it seems as if Jesus already knew that. Jesus had compassion for these people. So his alone time went from being alone to being present for the people. Jesus begins to minister and heal those in the crowd. And it looks like this is something that took a while. And I guess it would with 5,000 people there. Then the disciples come and go, okay, we've got an idea. People are getting hungry. We need to get them fed. We need to figure this out. They probably heard people talking from the crowds. It had been a long day. It's probably emotionally a long day, all the things that they have seen. But the best was yet to come. So Jesus, can we send them away? Let them go get something to eat. And Jesus is like, uh, no, feed them. With what? With what? What, what do we feed 5,000 people with? Will you feed them with five loaves and two fish like everybody does, right? No big deal for Jesus. A young man brings those five loaves and those two fish. And man, did he not have a clue that day what his preparation and being prepared to hang out with all his friends would bring. I mean, how do you walk away from an experience of being hungry and all of a sudden Jesus feeds you in a way that you will never experience again. It reminds us that living into a new normal that God will never leave us or forsake us. And his compassion for us is never ending. He will never leave you. He will never leave you. And the compassion that he has for his children will never go away. God is always ready to give us a blessing. He is always there to pick us up when we fall. And going into a new year, some of us go, well, I'm on day three, and it's already an epic fail. Okay. The great thing about God is that it's not just every new year or every day. It's every minute, it's every second. We get the opportunity to go, okay, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Because he will always have compassion 
He will always have grace. He will always have mercy. We belong to him. And maybe for some of you, your new normal looks something like what Lover's Lane, our new normal, looked like last year. We went from being a church with all kinds of people always in here to being a church that was feeding at least 600 families a week. Over 300,000 pounds of food. Jesus took five loaves and two fish and he fed those people in this community because of your obedience. Maybe your new normal this year has been, I need to check up on some people I haven't heard from or seen or that I know live alone and I'll send them a text, an email, or I'll just actually pick up the phone and talk to them. I may not can get out of my house, but I can certainly check on you. How about acts of kindness on social media when those around us, we know it hasn't been so kind going through what we went through last year and the racial divides and the political stance and all of a sudden we came a place that we thought, wow, If I disagree with you, then I have to hate you, so I need to post that. Maybe a new normal is, you know what, it's okay that we don't agree. Maybe a new normal is to say, you know what, I love you, you love me, that's all that matters. We don't have to have the same opinion. You're short, I'm taller. Actually, I'm short, you're tall. Purple hair, brown hair, blonde hair, blue eyes. Brown eyes. I don't have to agree with you to love you. And I can live in that. Maybe. Maybe. God knows what we need better than we do. New normal is teaching me that, that what I thought I needed isn't really what I needed. The way I thought it should be probably isn't really the way it should or needs to be. The 5,000 that gathered with Jesus knew they were hungry. But they didn't know how much seeing the miracle of Jesus would change their life. The miracle of nourishment in a way that some had never seen before. The food they would get to eat would be food literally made right in front of their eyes. For some of us, we've had more time with family. We've had more prayer time. And God has used that time for a new normal. It also revealed places that we needed to work on relationships. It revealed places we needed to work on within ourselves because we had this time and this kind of pause button to be able to do that. And then it allowed us to stop and think that maybe what we think is really normal wasn't really normal after all. That day was probably just an ordinary day. 
And what everyone thought would be just a normal day turns out and becomes a new normal (laughs) that no one would ever forget. I mean, just talking about feeding 5,000 people is crazy to me. I grew up in a home where it was nothing for my mom and dad to have 50 or 60 people at the house and feed them. And that was a lot of people. But we're talking about 5,000 people. They were hangry. They had been there all day. So it had gone past being hungry probably. But here's the thing. The truth is, is that Jesus... Jesus wasn't surprised. With God, we get the opportunity to experience a new normal every day. A normal that is new to us, but never a surprise or new to God. Maybe a new normal is what we should expect every day. When you follow Jesus, you never know what to expect. Just like the 5,000 that day had no clue how their lives would change forever in that moment. But be aware. Be aware of the new normal and how God is turning that around for your good. Because living for God, a new normal is something we should expect every day. His mercies are new every day. His grace is applied one more time every single minute, every single second, every day. And for me, here's the best part of the story. Is that not only was everyone fed well, and it says till they were full, but there were leftovers. You see, when God does something, he doesn't do it halfway. And I'm going to pause on that just for a minute and say, I realize that some of you feel like God has for you right now just been there halfway. Some of you have been praying for something. Some of you have been asking God for the right job. Some of you have just been asking for a job. Some of you have been asking for the right relationship. Some of you have been going through horrible breakups. Some of you have been searching for who are you and God and God, how are you going to use me and what am I supposed to do with this? And you feel God has only met you halfway, but he's not done yet. He's not done yet. When Jesus does something, he won't leave you halfway. He will take you all the way. Yesterday, I had the honor of celebrating my kid's birthday with him yesterday. And... um, So as like, I guess, any mom, you think about the day your kid was born, what that was like. And what I remember uh, is my ninth month, I looked like a snow globe. I was huge going through Christmas Eve. And Owen was due on the 9th of January. But I swear, because of all of those Christmas Eve services, he was tired of that. He was ready to come a little early. And so I get up for church, get ready to go. And I said, Jeff, I said, I had a little bit of heartburn. 
I'm not, I'm feeling a little odd, but I'm not sure. And he looked at me and he's like, honey, you're going into labor. And if you know Jeff and I, we read, we studied, we tried to educate ourselves as much as we could with every book that was thrown at us. We would listen to stories. We would ask questions. What to expect when you're expecting? Man, we knew that book. Didn't go far from us. How to be a great dad. How to be a great mom. I was reading books on about how to understand a kid when they cry. Are they crying because they're hungry? Are they crying because they're sleepy? And then the time came for that kid. And every bit of that information went out the door. All I remember is when Owen was born, Jeff got him first. And then dad hands him to me. This beautiful kid and I lost all my mind. Because all I could think is, God loved me so much that he gave me this new normal. This new normal that I would never be able to explain. That there is not a book on the planet that would ever be able to tell me how to care for this new normal in my life. And everything it took to get to that part of this new normal was worth it. And the crazy part is, is as I celebrate his birthday yesterday, that new normal has never changed. Every day is a new normal. Every day is a lesson that God is teaching me and who I am, who I am as a parent. As a parent trying to teach my kid how much God loves him. It's a new normal. God knows the new normal that is for you. God will feed you when you are hungry in a way that only he can. And there will be plenty. There will be leftovers. I often ask myself, then what do I do with this new normal in my life? What do we do with this new normal? Do I give out the leftovers? Do I remind the world of the miracles of Jesus even though things didn't turn out as normal as I thought they should? Do I complain about the way it used to be or do I live into that miracle? Or do I live in a way that I show the world the miracle of who God is in my life? Maybe the new normal is me too. Maybe the new normal is you too. Every day we get to experience God's miracles. And every day we get the opportunity to live in this new normal. But I can choose to complain because it doesn't look the way I think it should or it didn't go the way I thought it should or it's supposed to be better than this by now. Or I can say, look, 
what God has done. Look what God is doing. And he'll do the same for you. See, your new normal isn't just for you, but it's for everyone. It's for everyone. This year, what will you do with your new normal? What will you do with the miracle that God has given you? And maybe you sit there and you go, but I was hungry and he fed me because I was hungry. That's true. But not only did he feed you, but he continues to feed you. And not only does he continue to feed you in abundance, but there's leftovers for everyone. And this year, and from now on, there's a lot of things in my life I don't want to go back to the way it used to be. I don't want to go back to certain habits that I had because that's what you did. I don't want to go back to things that really took time that really I shouldn't have spent time on. I want to live in the miracle of that new normal. I want to live into knowing that God is still a miracle worker. God is still the same God that fed those 5,000. He is still the same God that will continue to feed the 5,000 with me and you. That's the new normal I want. Thank you, God. Thank you for... I may not have the answers. I may not understand, God, all of the ways in which you work. But I do know and understand that you're always there. Your compassion is never ending. Your grace is applied every day. And that you give me chance after chance after chance and if I failed today I can start over not tomorrow but I can start over right now right where I'm at thank you God I thank you for this new year and I thank you God for the mountains that you will move And regardless of how I feel, God, you don't move by how I feel. You move because you're God. And I thank you for our church. And I thank you, God, for what you are doing and will continue to do. And you're precious in your holy name. Amen.